Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina De La Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Amen. Let's open up our Bibles tonight to Luke chapter 1. As we do, I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for what you have planned for this service. It all comes to pass. What you have planned for these families, it comes to pass. What you have planned for each individual here, it comes to pass in their life. And I thank you, Father, for, for the answers, the utterances coming forth through, through my mouth tonight. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your way in this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, I'm going to minister tonight on what the Lord's been dealing with me about. And, you know, Pastor Marcus has been getting up and saying, you know, Melina's going full time. And I'm like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I can do it, Lord. I can do it. So the Lord started talking to me about this. Well, he has been talking to me about it for, for a while. Um, but um, really within the last year, I started verbally expressing it. Of course, you know, it's when, you know, it's the highest salary I've ever been paid, you know. I've got benefits for all my family. You know, in the natural, it's great, right? But, um, but you don't want to be where you're not supposed to be. And for me, um, growing up, I never had much. You know, I, I had, had to believe God for clothes. Um, there was a time I remember when we were little girls, we believed God for food. We had no food. And I remember us in an apartment with my mom and dad. And I don't know if I, we actually prayed with them or I just remember them praying. And, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of, you know, your perspective sometimes is a little skewed. But I remember praying and literally within an hour, someone knocked on the door. And just the goodness of God, there were groceries right there, you know. So in saying that, in, with my background, when I was little, I'm like, I'll never be poor. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that I don't live this way, you know. And so, um, and so pastor's been talking about, Melina's going full-time, and I'm like, that's right, that's right, you know. And uh, when God tells you something, and God had already been talking to me about it, I have so many words, you know, that I got in my quiet time written down in my journal, right? You get all your words you know, from the Lord. You could be reading a scripture and the Lord's like, that's for, like, you know what it's for. Like, it's for a certain situation that maybe you're going through or you're believing God for. And you read that scripture and it just pops out to you. So I have my scriptures. I have my words, you know, and then Pastor Nancy came and I'm like, I know, I know, <laughs> and gave me that word. And it was all just confirmation. But so what the Lord's been talking to me about is saying yes. saying yes to what he wants you know even when your mind you know can't figure it out how it's going to work you know and that's because before she came she didn't know this but literally the words that she said to me were some of the words that I had prayed to God before I was it was, oh, a few weeks, maybe a week or two. I don't know the exact timing before she came. And I wow. was praying and I said, Lord, I want to be in your perfect will. I want to be in your perfect will. Because there's the permissive will yeah. where God allows you to do things. It's your plan. 
he allows you to do those things. But it's not his perfect will. It's not where he really wants you to be. Right. You know. And so I was literally crying out to God. I had tears, you know. If I, if I had mascara on, it was probably all came off. And I said, Lord, I want to be in your perfect will. You know, I, because this year the Lord said press into what it just was a pressing in. This year's my pressing in year. I am not going to leave things on the table that I left on the table last year. That means I want to be in God's perfect will. What does God want from me? Not what do I want? Because I've done everything, you know, that I want to do, you know, and it really, you know, means nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just there's yeah. no satisfaction in it. That's right. And you get to a certain point right. where you're like, who cares? That's right. It's true. Who cares how much money I make? Come on. If I'm not in God's perfect will, then it doesn't even matter. If I don't have peace, if there, the grace had lifted... I can say that too in the last year or two. I could feel the grace lifting. In other words, it's like that ease that was there is no longer there to do that job and to do this, you know. So so the Lord's been talking to me about saying yes. Praise the Lord. So Luke one thirty, I'm going to uh, talk to uh, Minister tonight about Mary. And we'll go into a few things. But Luke one thirty, uh, you know, the angel came to Mary and said, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So here comes an angel to this young girl Mary, and basically is saying, God has a plan for your life. You know, God has a plan for your life. He doesn't just have a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life, for your life, for your life. Each of us, God has a plan for our lives. And so the angel came and said, here's the plan. You're going to conceive in your womb and you're going to have a son. You're going to have the Messiah. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to give birth to the Son of God, right? Um the Lord just didn't say, you're going to have a son, and, uh, you know, there's some options. You know, maybe you'll adopt. Maybe it'll be in vitro. I don't know. Maybe you'll have a surrogate. But either way, I'm going to give you a son. See, God didn't say that. His plan was very specific in how it would happen. You know, God's plan right. for our lives, Come it's on. not like this multiple choice yes. option where, let's see, which one do I want? Come a, B, C, on. D, or E? I, I think I like E better. I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> this is how the plan that God, God said, I'm going to have a son, but maybe I'm going to do it this way. And you have to realize she wasn't even married yet, right? And he says, you will conceive. This is going to, you're going to conceive it in your womb. Yeah. You're going to bring forth a son. You're going to do this. It's going to happen through you, yeah. right? God has a specific plan for each of our lives, just like he had for Mary, right? It's not going to happen any other way. Yeah. Can't go adopt. Sorry. It's going to come through your womb, yeah. right? So, um, so it's going to come to pass. See, God's plan comes to pass how he plans it. We want his plan to come to pass how we plan it. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I'm in the plan of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
God, I'm in this. Bless it. Make it, make my, bear, you know, make it fruitful. Make it good. I don't want the struggle. But see, it's you chose an option. A multiple choice option. That one right there, that looks good. I'll do it that way. I can get into your plan that way. Right? And, but, but the way he planned it is the way it's supposed to happen. So he may give you, do this, do that. Um, and we try and finagle a way to do this and do that our own way. Make it happen our way. And that's where we start to struggle. That's where people's, you know, and I'm just going to be real, even when pastor gave me the word, but that's where your life is cut short. Because you're not in the will of God. And there's causes. We open the door to the enemy by not being in the will of God. Thank God for his mercy and his grace, right? But the Lord had been dealing with, with me for a while. And so if you look in verse 34, Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? So when God gives you a plan, a lot of times we're like, How can this be? How's this going to happen, Lord? I don't know. You know, and then maybe you lay in bed or you're like thinking, it's probably going to happen this way. You know, it's probably going to happen this way. Okay, if you thought it's going to happen that way, guarantee, probably not going to happen that way. Right? So anytime God gives us a plan for our lives, we are, we, the first question, our flesh or our mind, because we're so used to living out of our mind, how's that going to happen? How am I going to get there? Like you see the finish line of where you want to be or what God has for you. Like me, I saw the full-time ministry. I saw, yeah, that's what, I know that's where I'm supposed to be. But in my head, I'm like, how am I, how am I going to get there yeah. without this? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I had to come to the decision, this, I can't live for this. Yeah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, because yeah. God's my supply. That's right. right? So your mind says, how can this be? And here Mary, she had a really valid reason. I don't know anybody. How am I going to get pregnant? Mm-hmm. Right? And then he tells her the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and uh, overshadow you, and the Holy One will be born to you, right? But then I love what the angel says to Mary. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, she's conceived a son in her old age. This is the sixth month for her. She was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. So I love that the angel says, See, this may look like an impossible situation to you, but there's another impossible situation. It's your cousin Elizabeth. She's old and she's barren. Barren. That means she can't have kids. That's right. But she's pregnant. She's in her sixth month. You know, when you're in your sixth month, you can tell that you're pregnant. (laughs) Right? You're pregnant. So with God, nothing's impossible. So the angel's telling her, it's not impossible. I've already worked a miracle. God's already worked a miracle in your cousin Elizabeth. Right? And eventually, uh, and Mary goes over there. I love this because God puts her in a place while she is believing for her own miracle to see her cousin who's already pregnant. To see what it looks like to be pregnant for somebody that it was impossible for. He puts her around somebody 
who already received their miracle. I don't think it was an accident that she was supposed to go be around someone who was pregnant. She could see the belly. She could see how the body changed. She could see uh, the results of pregnancy in her cousin. She literally had the the vision of it in front of her eyes while she's believing God for her miracle. Amen. That's why it's important to be in church. Because there are people here who have received miracles. And God will put you around people who have received their miracles so that your faith will be built. Your faith will be encouraged so that you can say, they got their miracle. I'm getting my miracle. That's why it's so important. See, she went over to her cousin Elizabeth. She had to make the journey to be where her cousin was. I believe God set it up and it was on purpose, right? So verse 38, then Mary said, and I love Mary's response to the plan of God. This is what I want to get to. Luke 1, 38, Mary said, behold, your maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And then the angel left. Let it be to me according to your word. Here we see Mary agreed with God's word. Here we see Mary agreed with the plan of God. She said, be it done unto me. See, we have to be like that. If we really want the plan of God, first there comes a verbal agreement. So you got to talk about it. Be it done unto me according to your word, Lord. According to your word. You gave me the word, and I'm coming into agreement with it. With my mouth, I'm coming into agreement, right? She came into agreement with a verbal, uh, verbally, yeah. right? She's just thinking, oh, I guess I could do that. She's like, be it done unto me. Be it done unto me, right? So his word is his plan for our lives, right? Whether it's a healing word, a family word, uh, maybe you need direction, uh, you need a word for the future. His plan comes through words, whether it's in the Bible or when you're in your quiet time and you get a word his plans coming through or that leading right um his plan doesn't come to pass with your your words of your own plan i know that's like really simple but i think we really need to think his plan doesn't come to pass through your words of your own plan and oftentimes we've got our own plan we created it with our own words and we're hoping that it's part of the plan of God so she agreed with God she received the word now listen she received the word God gave her she received the plan of God and then she conceived it she conceived it it. you know the Bible says the word became flesh who is the word Jesus. Jesus became flesh. But first she had to receive the word of the Lord. And then (laughs) that word took on substance. That word received became a seed conceived. And so it was able to bring forth the promise. 
Does that make sense? So first we have to receive the word so then we can conceive it. So when God gives us a word, instead of pushing back, when he gives us his plan, instead of pushing back and not accepting it or rejecting it, we need to say, let it be done unto me according to your word. I'm going to receive that word. I'm going to believe that word. When I believe that word, I receive it. I verbally agree. Then I conceive it in my spirit. Mary literally conceived (laughs) she conceived the word that she got from the angel from god and it became flesh she was actually pregnant with a baby the word she received became flesh the word that you receive will give birth to the plan of god the word that she received from the the lord she verbally agreed with it then she put herself in the right place to stay in the believing so she could receive the miracle i said she put herself in the right place so you can receive a word from the lord and then you remove yourself out of faith out of the raw you know the right fellowship and you get into unbelief or you just get into the mental arena And you can forget that the word that you had, you need to uh, keep on believing it, right? So that word took on substance. That word brought forth a promise because she believed it and it conceived. God's words are full of substance. They're not empty words. That word she received became Jesus. The word she received became flesh. It produced. The word you receive from God for your life will produce. If you'll receive it and believe it. Amen. Praise God. Look at verse 45. She goes to Elizabeth's house. Here she is. She's meditating on the vision of a pregnant woman. She's meditating on the vision of someone who received their miracle. Verse 45, Luke 145. Then Elizabeth starts prophesying to Mary when she sees her. And she says this, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I love the first part. Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who believed. Amen. So the first thing we have to do when God gives us a word or you're reading your Bible, there's an unction on the inside that you're supposed to do something. The first thing we have to do is agree with God. We have to say, yes, Lord, Lord. be it unto me according to your word. Not my will, but your will be done. Our will, we have to lay it aside. Our will has to mean nothing. Right. It has to be his will and nothing else. Now, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. So number one, we agree with God. Isn't Mary a great example of that? She agreed with the Lord. She agreed with the word of God. And that, that agreement and receiving brought and believing brought a conception of the word. 
See, when you get a word from the Lord, if you'll stay in the believing, it will conceive and it will produce, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's uh, uh, a direction, the plan, it'll, it'll conceive, it'll, it'll produce something. It'll produce what it says it is. If it's healing, it's going to produce healing. That word is not empty. It's full of life. God's words are full of life. They're not empty words. And we take these words, and I think because we live in this world of words that are constantly being spoken, people speak freely, too freely. They give their opinion. They, they argue, uh, you know, and these words are just constantly going out. So we think nothing of them. But words are carriers. Words are containers of either life or death. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, is it Proverbs 18, 21? Uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That means your tongue is carrying life or it's carrying death. So when Mary received the word and she agreed with it, she brought that word of life into her womb to give birth to it, to give birth to Jesus, the Messiah. Amen. So after we agree with God, then we have to be watchful to do. Deuteronomy 32, verse 46. Deuteronomy 32, verse 46. And he said to them, Set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today, for which you shall command your children to be careful to observe all the words of this law. For it is not a futile thing for you, because it is your life. Because it is your life. Because it is your life. And by this word, you shall prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. How will your life be prolonged? By the word. By the direction that he gives you. But we have to be watchful to do them. I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified. If you have it, you can look there. Amplified Classic. Or you can listen if you don't have it. He said to them, Set your minds and hearts on all the words which I command you this day, that you may command them to your children, that they may be watchful to do. Underlined, if you have Amplified, watchful to do all the words of this law. Now listen. For it is not an empty and worthless trifle for you. These words are not empty. It is your very life, the Amplified says. By it, by what? By the words that you are watchful to do, you shall live long in the land which you are going over to possess. Amen. So these words are not empty. When God gives us a command in the Bible, whether it's to walk in love, to tithe, to uh, obey him, to, uh, you know, whatever it is, it's not an empty word. It's our very life. And we have to be watchful 
to do it. So when God gives us a word, first we agree with it. Then we're watchful to do it. Right? You know, people love words. They love to get a word. They love to read. They might love to read his words. Oh, I love to listen to the words. I could go to meetings all the time. I just love to listen to words. Love to listen to the word being preached. We just love the word, right? Um, We talk to the Lord about, oh, Lord, you said this to me. We might even tell other people, Lord said this to me, right? And we get excited about his words. However, the words (laughs) he gives us are not just to read. They're not just to listen to. They're not just to get excited about. They're to do them. They're to do them. It is your very life. You don't have to figure it out up here. We can't live. Church, you're not called to live like the rest of the world where you're led by this. Where you're led by. I can't calculate it, so I guess I'm not doing it, even though the Lord told me to do it. It's I'm going to do what God told me to do no matter what (laughs) because it's my very life. I have to be watchful to do, not just hear the word, but to do the words, right? Okay, now number three. So number one, say agree with God. Number two, be watchful to do. Number three, be willing to listen. You know, Brother Hagen said, most people don't listen. Now, what does that mean? Because, you know, if you go back, I remember when I grew up in the 90s, some of you weren't even born yet. <laughs> oh, I remember. I was talking to somebody at work the other day, and they were, they were 30, and they were talking about how they're getting old, and I just tried not to roll my eyes. I said, okay, 30 and you're old. They're talking about their skin. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Okay, back to what I was saying. Um, back in the day, when I would go to a Brother Hagen meeting, I mean, there were just thousands of people, right, in these meetings. Um, and he said, most people don't listen. Well, what's he talking about? I mean, I'm thinking there's thousands of people here. What does he mean they don't listen? What does that mean? They're all listening. Aren't they listening? No, they're hearing. When you listen, you do. So remember what I said. We love to hear the words. We love to sit in the meetings. It's fun. We love to get slain in the spirit and have the spirit move and have a Holy Ghost flow. You know, but then we go back out the door to our mission field. Come on. To our mission field. Come on. That's our mission field. That's hey. your mission field. That's right. And we like, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. Come on. I don't know if I could tell them about Jesus. I don't know. Right. I don't know if I can walk in love towards my spouse. I don't know if oh, I can forgive. I don't know. See, it's one thing to listen, but it's another thing to do. God's looking for doers. God's looking for doers. I said, God is looking for doers. Why? Because it takes faith to do. I know it's not always easy to do it. I know when you read in the Bible, it says, forgive seven times 70. I know that's not always easy. And when you're married, there's the Bible says when you're married, there will be trouble in the flesh. Oh, my goodness. So just because you're married, you know, don't think, oh, man, this is easy. You know, there may be some trouble in the flesh. But you have to forgive seven times 70 per day. Per day. Yeah. Now, I know your day. spouse isn't doing something to you 490 times a day. Oh, my. Praise the Lord. 
So we have to do what he tells us to do. Right. We have to be willing to listen. That's right. Be willing to listen. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to go to the New Testament. Because most people don't listen. So if we want to press into what God has for us, if we want to press into his plan, we have to be willing to listen. Hebrews chapter 3. Can you pull that up in the King James for me? Yep. Hebrews 3, verse 18. Hebrews 3.18 says this in the King James. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. He's talking about the children of Israel. God had given them his plan. His plan was go to the promised land. Take it. But, you know, they said, how? There's giants. They're too many, you know, we're, we're grasshoppers in our own sight. Yeah. Right? They weren't like Mary. Okay, Lord, be it unto us according to your word. You know, they questioned God, and then they had, they, they didn't do it. They stayed in that unbelief. I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified. Yeah. He said, whom did he swear they should not enter in his rest? But to those who disobeyed, who had not listened... Remember, we're talking about number three, be willing to listen. They did not listen to his word. Listen to this. Refuse to be compliant or persuaded, the Amplified says. So we see they were not able to enter his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere, trust in, and rely on God. They were unwilling. They were unwilling. Unwilling. When God gives us a word, whether it's the plan of God for our life, it's an instruction, it's a direction, we have to be willing to listen. And it says unbelief shut them out. They did not believe God's word. Unbelief shut them out. They were not willing to do what God told them to do. They were not willing to go into that land. A beautiful land, God said, flowing with milk and honey. In other words, there's a full supply in this land. It's for you. Go take it. But like human nature, they saw something that looked impossible, and they were moved by it. They saw the giants. They saw the, the resistance, and they forgot. Who told you? Who just now told you to go in? I mean, if God says to do something, you do it. He's going to get you through. You're going to win. But instead, they did not listen. They they didn't listen. They didn't trust God. They didn't believe his words. They didn't believe his words. When you believe God's word, there should be an action to it. I believe God's word. I believe what he tells me about walking in love. Does that mean it's always easy on my flesh? No, but I do what God tells me to do. When I don't, I repent. Lord, forgive me. I should have done this. I should have done that. Get back in to the willingness, to the obedient flow, and say yes to the plan of God. Right? 
We have more confidence sometimes in our own plan because our plan is all in the sense realm. It appeals to our senses. It makes us feel comfortable, our plan. It doesn't stretch us because we don't want to be stretched. I don't want to have to believe God for that. I don't want to have to believe God for the extra finances now. I don't want to have to believe God. So we don't want to be stretched because now we have to use our faith. Now I got to get out of the the five senses where I can see, feel, and taste everything. And I've got to get into the faith arena. And the flesh does not like things that it can't see and touch and feel. The flesh doesn't like things that that don't make sense. Because God will ask you to do things that don't make sense. You know where that make sense comes from? Making sense. It appeals to your senses. And the world, they live by things that to them make sense. It appeals to their flesh. It appeals to their mind. It makes sense to their mind. They can calculate it. They can figure it out. All right? Okay, I'm going to read this to you out of the message. Who were the people? Remember, we're talking about listening. Who were the people who turned a deaf ear? Weren't they the very ones Moses led out of Egypt? The very ones God delivered? The very ones God rescued all of a sudden thought they knew more than their deliverer? Don't we do that sometimes? God rescued us, heals us, delivers us, and then he tells us to do something and we don't listen. We turn a deaf ear. No, God. No, you're not telling me to do that. That's not God. God would never have me do that. Or we read read in the Bible a command he gives us. No, God God understands. He understands why I can't do that. What are you doing? You're not listening. You're turning a deaf ear. You're turning a deaf ear. You're thinking, we think we know more than God does. You want to know what God told me before... (laughs) before Pastor Nancy came and I'd been praying and praying and praying. And he said, I know best. I know best. That's what he told me. He said, your father knows best. We think we know best. No, 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 I know better than God. No, you don't. He's the creator of the universe. He designed a plan for each of us to walk in. And if we don't say yes, and we don't, uh, uh, we're not willing to listen, we turn a deaf ear, what we're really saying is, I know better than you, God. I know better than you. But really, we, th- we, th- we say this, no, but we, we, we excuse it. God understands. No, what you're saying is you know better. Yeah. Uh, we've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it. We've all done things we probably, you know, God told us to do something. We didn't obey. But really what you're saying is, I know better than God. But God knows better. God knows more. God knows best. He has your plan all prepared for you, right? So he swore they'd never get where they were going. This is the message. Wasn't he talking to the ones who turned a deaf ear? Listen to this. They never got there. Because they never listened. 
They never got to their promised land. They never got into the plan of God for their lives because they never listened. It says they never believed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to be a listener. When I heard that, when I heard that Brother Harry said most people don't listen, I said, not me. Not me, God. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be watchful to do. I'm not going to turn a deaf ear, right? There's a path you prepared ahead of time for me. Before the foundation of the world, he designed a plan for you. It's his plan. It's his will that I want. I don't want my own plan. I don't want to go my own way. I don't want to go the direction that I think is best and miss out on what God has. Number four, take the time to pray in tongues. Take the time to pray in tongues. This will give you the direction for the plan. The more specific steps. One time the Lord said to me, I was praying. I have a chair I sit on and I pray on. And he said this. He said, they won't come to me. That's what he said. He said, they won't come. They won't come to me. Well, I knew what he was talking about. My people won't come to me. They're too busy. Too busy to take the time to go sit before the Father. Turn off your phone. Turn off, you know, all the noises. Leave it outside your door. Close the door. He said, they won't come. creator of the universe was grieved he said they won't come to me I said Lord I'll come (laughs) he said tell them to come to me tell them to come to me we have to make time in our day we have to schedule time to be with Jesus if you don't schedule it it won't happen you know that about the rest of your life You know if you don't schedule that time to go out to coffee with your friend, it's not going to happen. You've got to put it in your schedule. But when the creator, God, the architect of your life, wants to be with you, he wants to be with you. He wants to give you the specifics. I, I was telling one of the kids the other day, I said, we're not supposed to live this life not knowing We're not supposed to go through life always guessing. What should I do? I don't know what to do. No, we're supposed to live in the know. How do we live in the know? We read the Bible. There are specifics here, specific commands he tells us to do. But then we have to get in his presence because there's other other specifics for our life like what job to take, what school to go to, what, what direction am I supposed to take, who am I supposed to marry, what house am I supposed to buy, The big life decisions. I said the big life decisions. And if you don't get in the presence of God and find out, you'll follow your own plan and end up struggling. Why would we want to end up struggling? Just take the time to get in his presence and pray in the Holy Ghost. When we pray in tongues, we pray out the plan of God for our life. 
There are many good things to do, but we must be careful to follow his plan for our lives, right? The Holy Spirit, the Bible says in John 16, he shows us things to come. He'll show us the plan for our life. He'll speak to us. He'll give us direction. Is it going to be the whole thing? No, but he might just show you one step. You'll be praying in the Holy Ghost. You'll, you're praying in tongues. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 2 as we get ready to close. I love what one minister said. I think it was at a Holy Ghost meeting. No man can preach and reveal your purpose. You can't sit in church. And I think we think if we come and sit in church and we listen to our word during the week, and we, you know, watch the Christian television and listen to the Christian songs and read our Bible that we're going to know the plan of God for our life. That's not how you find out the plan of God for us. That's how you find out, like, the general plan. You're supposed to be healed. You're supposed to, you know, walk in love. You're supposed to have the peace of God, how to enter those things. But the plan of God, the details... People can't preach to you the details. I can't preach to Joss and say, Joss, go do this, do this, do this, is what God says. No, she's going to have to find that out for herself, right? Sarah's going to have to find out for herself. We each have to find out for ourselves, what is the plan of God for my life? The preacher's not going to preach it. Said the preacher's not going to preach it. So if we want to get into the plan of God, we have to pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, right? So when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we pray in tongues, when we go sit before the Father and just pray, and there's many benefits to praying in tongues, but when we pray in tongues, one of those benefits is he starts, um, you're, you're praying out the mysteries of your life because you don't know everything for your life. I don't know everything from my life. But as I pray in tongues, as I sit before the Father, and sometimes I could even say, Lord, I'm praying out the plan right now. I tell him usually before I start praying in tongues. I'm going to pray out the plan of God. Or, and I'll start praying in the Holy Ghost. And I, I focus on my spirit. I turn my mind off. I don't let my mind wander. Thank you for the plan, Lord. And you know, then me, when I, when I pray out the plan of God, have you ever seen the magician and they pull out the handkerchief and it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming and it just, well, that's what I see when I pray. <laughs> that's just me. I'm praying out the plan of God and I just see it unfolding. I don't know what it all entails, but I know I'm praying it out, right? So we know the story of Pastor Nancy, how she was, she had broken off an engagement. She was engaged to somebody, and she broke it off. It wasn't the right one. So she goes into her prayer, her room, and she prays for like three weeks in tongues. And then within a week or two, she meets doctor. And she says, I was literally praying out the plan of God for my life, and I didn't even know it. And I think, wow, we all love that story. That's awesome. That's so cool, you know. But I'm like, how many of us are willing to do that? Like, how many of us are willing to go take time to pray in tongues, even for a day? Like 30 minutes. If you could do 30 minutes, push yourself to 35. If you haven't done 30, try it. 30 minutes every day. Turn everything off and pray in tongues, right? So 
We're praying out the plan of God. We're praying out those mysteries. Brother Hagen said this, sometimes as I prayed in tongues, the spirit of God would take me through several chapters of the Bible. And the process would change me and change my ministry. Now listen, he said this, I'd get revelation from the counselor within, within that would cause me to start moving in another direction. See, when you pray in tongues, you're praying out the direction for your life. In addition, he said, with every new direction I've taken through the years of ministry, and he mentions all the things, I received divine guidance for that specific direction while I was praying in tongues. Now listen to this. That's the reason a lot of people never receive any revelation about God's plan for their lives. They simply don't spend enough time praying in tongues. They never get into the spirit to obtain their answers from God. Now listen, as a result, all their reasoning and planning is in the mental realm. And in the end, their man-made plans fail. Because they never took the time to get into the presence of God, to wait before him, to pray in other tongues and listen when we get into God's presence and pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues, we will receive the answers we need. We'll receive the direction we need. Sometimes you may walk away and you might not know it then, but you just, you stay faithful to that. It'll come. You will step into a place of knowing when you start praying in tongues every day. Where you can walk through life knowing every day, this is what I need to do. Nope, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not buying that. Yes, I'm buying that. Yes, I'm doing that. No, I'm not dating them. Yes, I'm dating them. You can step, not a guessing, but if you pray, what did Pastor Cody say? When you pray, you know. When you don't pray, you guess. Amen? So those are the four things I wanted to encourage you tonight. Number one, agree with God. Number two, what's number two? Be watchful to do. Number three, Listen. And where do you listen? Number four, praying in tongues. That's one way you listen. I didn't say that, but be willing to listen. And number four, pray in tongues. That's, where, uh, that's one of the greatest places where you will listen, in his presence, by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. How many of you have been praying in tongues? Don't have to raise your hand. I know a lot of us... We can pray in tongues, we do pray in tongues, but maybe we're not praying in tongues like we should. And I think that was the main, um, the main message I wanted to get to you all tonight. You know, everybody has a plan for your life. Your parents have a plan for your life. Your friends have a plan for your life. You have a plan for your life. But God has a plan for your life. And his plan is the highest and the best. I want you to remember that. His plan is the highest and the best. And guess what? When you pray in tongues, he shows you what's out in front of you. He, he'll show you things to come. Why? Because he's out. In, you're putting him first. You're putting him in front of you when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because he, he knows what's out there in front of you. 
And he'll show it to you if you'll take the time to pray in tongues. Praise the Lord. Find out what his plan is and then follow it. Be watchful to do. Be a good listener. Find out what it is. How do you find out? You get in, you get in his presence and you pray in tongues. <laughs> Amen. And the Holy Spirit will lead you as you wait before God and pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. He'll lead you. He'll lead you. Expect him to lead you. <laughs> I go with that in my heart because I know he knows what's out in front of me he knows what's out in front of you and he'll lead you into his highest and his best amen I don't want to close this service without I don't want to assume everybody can pray in, in tongues or <clears throat> does <clears throat> so um, I'm going to give an altar call for that amen I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit praying in tongues when I was five so you can be young you can be old, you can be middle-aged. Amen. Can I have one of those? It doesn't matter how old you are, but the Holy Spirit is for everybody. It's a gift for every believer. Amen. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, <clears throat> if you say, Pastor Melina, I've never asked Jesus into my heart. I haven't received him as Lord of my life, but I want to. I believe everybody in here is born again, but I just want to put that out there. If you haven't done that, lift your hand. I'll pray for you so you know that you'll go to heaven. Number two, if you don't pray in tongues, if you don't pray in tongues, you, you haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's a supernatural gift. That, that gift from God, it's a door to the supernatural where, where God will he'll show you things to come as you pray in tongues, he'll reveal the plan that he has for your life as you pray in tongues. If you've never received that gift with the evidence of speaking in tongues and you want it tonight, don't leave here without it. If you don't have that and you want it, every eye closed, lift your hand and I'll pray for you. Is there anybody here tonight? Anybody here? I see that hand. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. I'm going to wait. You've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues. It's a supernatural prayer language. It's a, a language that you don't understand, but God is praying through you. His plan is, is, being, is coming out through your mouth as you pray in tongues. And we want his plan. Not our own plan. Anybody else? Anybody else? Before we close. Okay. You can look up at me. If you raised your hand or wish you would have, I would love to pray with you. You come on up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It'll change your life, Azzy. Forever. Do you pray in tongues? Never see the gift of the Holy Spirit? No. Oh, my goodness. Where have I been? This is your night, your life. <laughs> besides, besides asking Jesus into your heart and probably choosing the right spouse, those are two very important decisions, asking Jesus into your heart and choosing the right spouse, being filled with the Holy Spirit, I don't know, that might be equal right there to choosing the right spouse. 
is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. It'll change your life. It'll bring you into the knowing so you know exactly what to do. Amen. So we're going to pray for that tonight. Oh, we can stand on the carpet. They said, okay. Feels a little better there. So I want you all to start praying in tongues right now. Let's, let's pray this prayer though, okay? Give me your hands. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you right now to fill me. Now, as you've already asked Jesus into your heart. Okay. So, so fill me now, dear Heavenly Father, with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the evidence of praying in tongues. Now, we're all going to pray in tongues. I want to hear you all. And as we pray in tongues, Azzy, it's just going to bubble up on the inside of you. Now, the Holy Spirit, God's such a gentleman, he won't force your mouth. So you have to open your mouth and start moving it by faith. You know, everything in life is done by faith. So just start moving your lips. There it is. There it is right there. Well, you're such an easy receiver. That was quick. Are you sure you never prayed in tongues before? Are you not praying in English, are you? No. My gosh, she got that so fast. Okay, here's the good thing about praying in tongues. You can stop and start at any time. You know, you don't have to be in church. You don't have to feel the presence of God. You can, just like you pray in English, you pray in tongues. You can start and stop at any time. So we all stopped. Let's start again. And then you can lift your hands. It's a great way to, uh, to worship God in tongues. Never the same. Whew. Never, never, never the same after tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. That was easy. She's a great receiver. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give her a hand. Hallelujah. Hey, it takes boldness to do that. Come on up, man. Your life will never be the same. Amen. So you can pray in tongues, pray out the plan of God. We love you all. Don't forget Sunday, Pastor Noel, we will see you then Sunday morning and Sunday night and Saturday we're going to set up.